everybody. Welcome to Two Guys Five Movies. This is one of your co-hosts, Chris Gasberry. This is Frank Pelicone. You are listening to episode 55 of The Spin Chagrin, and last week's category was bees. bees. So, Frank, what did you come up with for the category of bees? I'm going to be honest with you. I just picked the movie Bees, and that's what I watched. <laughs> what year is this? this it's movie? actually The Bees. The Bees, okay. Uh, 1978, uh, Mexican-American, uh, I guess it's a horror film, um, starring uh, John Saxon and John Carradine. Hmm. Um, it's about bees. Okay. You know, like, so the movie opens with this scientist and his wife who live down in Argentina or somewhere, um, and they're cultivating bees mm-hmm. for the world honey trade. Um, and they're also tasked with taking this aggressive form of killer bee and trying to find a way to, um, sort of curb its aggression. Okay. So this thief and his young son break into, uh, the bee sanctum and to steal some honey because they're going to like sell the honey at the market. Hmm. And they go into the place clearly marked killer bees do not enter because they feel like that's where the best honey might be. And they break in. And of course, the bees kill kill the little boy and maim the father. And the scientist is like, oh, man, some asshole broke into like the killer bees. Like, why wouldn't they just stole the regular honey that. you know wouldn't like kill you and he's like well i guess we gotta clean up all these like beehives so is this legitimately the real story here in the sense that they broke in to the killer bee place because they thought the killer bees might have better honey yes i'm telling you what's happening in this movie um i'm just making sure that that like that's stated somewhere like in yes he specifically says the best honey will be in here because it's locked and it clearly says in spanish on the front (laughs) fucking killer bees all right inside do not enter like peligroso you know whatever like he should read i know i knew what it said (laughs) anyway you're getting me off course there's a lot to talk about here so thief comes back so all the villagers come and they're all angry because the killer bees killed somebody and the scientist is like listen i can calm these killer bees down so they never kill anybody again you guys just got to be patient and let me take care of the killer bees and the villagers are like yes that makes sense and then the father who's fucking faulted is anyway because he loosed the killer bees with his you know need for the for the good honey um he comes in carrying his son and he's like those bees killed my son and then everybody freaks out and starts attacking um the scientist and his bees and the scientist's wife and the scientist's friend and so they all try to escape and the scientist tries he's like let's hide in this um uh freezer like you know big like like walk-in refrigerator and then he gets he gets his wife in there and then he's like wait a minute my books and he runs back out to get his like two these two books or whatever because you couldn't like because 
you know, the bees are going to fucking like destroy those books or I don't know, whatever. It's a bad, it's, it ends up being a bad play because all the villagers are lighting everything on fire and then he's knocked out and he's killed. And, um, the bees are still just like free, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It's really just all like, you know, it all plays out real wrong. Cause this guy's just an idiot. He should have just like let the bees go and hidden in the friggin' freezer with his wife. Um, so anyway, it turns out that he is working in conjunction with John Saxon and John Carradine, um, who are bee experts in America. And John Carradine is this like German, like Nazi expat bee expert. Mm-hmm. Um, and it turns out that his niece is the bee scientist who's dead's wife. Okay. So she leaves to come to the United States because her uncle's like, you should come here and be with me, you know, since your husband's dead now. So she brings a suitcase with clothes and a suitcase with bees. <laughs> and then when she's going up to meet her uncle at his apartment, um, some men try to rape her, but then the bees kill the men or chase the men away. I can't remember if they die or not. Um, did they like, did he... the suitcase like fly open when they tried to rape her? Yes, sort of. I, I think she kind of like opens it on purpose, but also it's like an accident. Um, but they run away. So then she is up in the apartment and John Saxon is there, um, with the uncle and John Saxon's like, oh, I'm sorry, John Saxon, it's his apartment. I can't remember why she's going to his apartment, even though she's going there to see her uncle. But anyway, let's, let's pretend like there's a reason for that. So John Saxon's got this, um, uh, Hispanic woman up there that he's like doing the hoochie coochie with um and you can tell she's hispanic because she has a thick accent and it's also um meant to show that john saxon he's got an affinity for the south american people um so the yeah so the woman comes up and she's got the bees um and john saxon's like oh my god you brought the bees with you that's amazing and he's like all right uh charo like get the fuck out of here and she's like oh no we are meant to spend time together um it's really kind of racist i didn't do that on purpose to be racist i mean that's really like how she talks um so but so then he like kicks her out but she also gets scared because he goes in oh because he's going to like get some first aid for the woman because she almost got raped but i mean they never talk about that part it's just some men were bothering her in the in the was it a stairwell no it's an elevator it's an elevator okay um so charo gets chased into the bathroom by the bee like one bee and then she leaves and then there's a bunch of like sexual innuendo between the recently widowed niece of john carradine and john saxon and so he's like she's like oh i'm just gonna go back to my hotel and he's like i won't hear of it you're gonna stay here because it's safer i'll sleep on the couch and you sleep in the bedroom so then the next morning she wakes up and he's doing tai chi in the living room (laughs) 
um, wearing this like green velour tracksuit and like <laughs> doing like yoga poses. Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, are you into like martial arts? And he said, well, I used to be, but now I'm a scientist. And then John Carradine comes back with the worst fucking German accent ever. And is like, hey, you two weren't fucking, were you? But he doesn't say it like that. He says it in like a classy German way. And John Saxon's like, perish the thought. I am a gentleman, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so then they all eat breakfast. And then you find out that um, there's a secretive organization that the U.S. government is a part of that wants to cultivate the killer bees in order to make super honey <laughs> and like corner the world's market on honey. Oh my so god, then, so he's right. They do have the better honey. Yes. So they go to the UN and it's like Abu Dhabi and Mexico and there, there's all these like countries represented. Mm-hmm. And all these countries are arguing about who's going to get the best bee uh, or the best honey. And John Saxon's like, look, we got to like, we got to calm these bees down and learn how to teach them to like you know be calm in order to like get the best honey and nobody can agree so john saxon's like you know what fuck you and he opens up the bees and the bees come out and all the third world country people are like oh my god the bees ah you're proving your point (laughs) um so then uh, there's some experimentation that happens and John Saxon's like, you know, I think that if we use these pheromones, but they don't call them pheromones, they call them like fer- pherones or something because they can't even get that shit right. Um, we can like get the bees to calm down and get along with each other. And then John Saxon's like, but no, we don't have time for this. Like, it takes too much time to experiment and do this right and no one will ever let us get away with it and then the woman is like but what if we do anyway and he's like that's a great and he's like I. and then david carradine's like no that's a great point we should just do it do it tomorrow tomorrow's the day so then they take these like pheromones out and in the interim, what has happened is these huge clouds of killer bees have migrated to America. And they show this by playing the most annoying, but the most like pastoral soundtrack. It's like, dun, 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 dun. and even the subtitle says like um, pleasant music or whatever. But then there's like millions of bees. I'm sorry, there's trillions of bees because they say this a number of times that there are trillions of these bees. Mm. And they're flying in the sky. And so I would recommend at this point that you go on Tubi and you fast forward this movie to the 30 minute mark and watch about three minutes of this movie so that you can see reaction shots of people seeing the clouds of killer bees, because it is some of the best acting you will ever see in your life. Um, So these people are all freaking out because there's clouds of bees, but it's like, here's the beach. Oh my God, bees! And people are like, ah! and then it's like, oh look, a park! Oh my God, bees! And people are like, ah! and then there's this scene where these little boys are approach, approach this old man who's sitting on a park bench, and he's like, hey, you want to make some money? And then I was like, oh my God! Um, but 
the way that he wants to get them to earn money is he wants them to go and catch five bees for him so he can shake the bag up and put the bees against his legs because he has rheumatoid arthritis <laughs> and letting the bees sting him feels really good. And they're like, um, this is kind of like creepy. And he's like, yeah, but I'll give you like $2. And I'm like, okay, it's not that creepy, I guess. So then they go off and they catch five bees and they bring them back. And sure enough, he shakes them. And then he pulls up his pants legs and he's like, oh, yeah, these bees feel real good. And he's like getting stung like by the bees on his leg. But then this little asshole kid who wasn't included in the $2 deal because he wasn't there at that moment takes a rock and throws it at this like giant beehive that nobody can nobody else has seen. Um, and all the bees come and attack everybody. So the kids run away and the old man's like, oh, my God. And he flips over the bench he's laying on and he's getting stung all over the place, which, you know what? Like, he's the one that asked for the bees in the first place. So right. He's, he's just getting what he gets, in my opinion. Um, so then, uh, John Saxon and, um, the girl, uh, they go to this park that, um, uh, old man Carradine told him to go to, which was like the exact place where there were all these bees and they smoke some bees out and then they apply the pheromones and right away, like it immediately starts working, like whatever they think was supposed to happen, which is the queens attack each other and the other bees calm down mm. and they're like oh it's been a success so they run away together and they get back in their land rover and then they start making out and john saxon's like i truly love you so even though her husband has died mm -hmm. maybe like two days before this yeah perhaps, he's a gentleman though yeah well saxon he's just waiting he's doing his tai chi and just letting <laughs> things go um but they end up like making out uh -huh. So then um, John Saxon goes to the undersecretary of agriculture. Um, and that's legitimately like what this guy is and says, Hey, um, we figured, Oh no, I'm sorry. He goes and makes a speech in front of the UN about how they've like calmed these bees down and they've solved all these problems. And, and um, they give uh david carradine a lifetime achievement award for figuring out um the b the b issue and uh he's awarded a plaque and then he goes into the undersecretary and he's like by the way um my daughter's dead husband had these books and he found some irregularities in them with like money that was being distributed and he's like, but I don't really understand anything about economics, so I don't know what to tell you. I just figured you might want to know, and I'm never going to talk about it again because I don't understand that because I'm a scientist. And the guy's like, oh, yes, we greatly appreciate, like, you bringing this to our attention. And then David Carradine leaves with his plaque, and the guy immediately gets on the phone. And the phone isn't like a normal phone. This is like 1978 phone, so it mm -hmm. looks like a phaser or whatever. And he's got to pick it up and hold it, like, weird, and then, like, push... <laughs> push the buttons like with his hand like coming down from the top it makes no sense and he calls and he's like is this the place where with i have a contract yes i am calling in my contract i need you to take care of it yes that's what i would like and then he hangs up 
and then there's these two dudes there's friggin like poor man's david warner like nicotine soaked david warner and like chubby sunny chiba and they show up at like this place which you don't even know where it is and they're like oh pull up next to here let's climb over this wall and they climb up over the wall and then they go and they murder david carradine for no reason because i guess that's the contract that was called in Mm. um but then david carradine he opens up the bees so the bees kill the first dude the david warner guy but um sunny chubby sunny chiba he's still hanging out um and then john saxon and the woman show up and john saxon um karate fights chubby sunny chiba and beats him up along with the help of the bees um because they killed david carradine but like why they killed david carradine but then they put two and two together that it must be the government that did it so i actually forgot a part about this movie so there's one point earlier on like before they go out or no after they've gone and discovered that the pheromone thing works um but before david carradine gets murdered by like b-movie extras Mm -hmm. um where um david carradine had been filming um his niece like hanging out with the bees uh because um there's like something that they were because they were starting to, to deduce the bees like language like where they could like listen to the bees buzz and they could like hear what they were saying mm-hmm. and that comes up in a minute but we'll we'll get there um so he was filming his niece and his niece was like dancing around with like no bra on but like a t-shirt like she wasn't naked or anything okay. there's no 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 nudity in the bees really um yeah yeah it's i know whatever it's the fucking mexicans in the late 70s <laughs> they were just trying to make something that could go on tv um so she makes she blows a kissy face so david carradine says david carradine and john saxon are there and this is after john saxon and this woman have like expressed their love for each other right and Mm -hmm. so john's david carradine's like oh did you see that she blew that kiss to me and john saxon's like i don't think so i think she blew it to me and david carradine's like she has great taste so she must have been coming after me and john saxon says that's like adding incest to injury and i said (laughs) and then the niece kisses them both and then that's the end of that scene and it's like implied that like she's in love with john saxon but maybe there's something to be said for like david carradine and his like you know salacious past or something what the fuck right i know it's weird and i've never heard anyone say adding incest to injury before because when would that be appropriate right Right. but i mean right it's it's only in the bees Uh, so anyway so (laughs) the government that's fantastic yeah so the government like they're trying to take advantage of all this shit and john saxon realizes that like the bees are being used and that they just want to use them but then they also come to realize and please understand that this is like the truth they come to realize that the bees have are communicating with them then they can understand the bees because they're so in tune Mm -hmm. and what the bees are telling them is that they're tired of the world being the way that it is and they need 
um, uh, they need the humans to like care for the environment um, or else like they're going to like destroy everyone. Mm. So John Saxon and the girl, um, they get in front of the UN and John Saxon says, Hey, um, I just want to let you know that like these bees, they ain't having it anymore. And if you aren't willing to like do what they say and treat the environment better, then the bees are going to like come and like murder everyone. Cause there's 2.5 trillion of them and there's 5 million more every day. And that's a lot more than us. And this man who has like um, Donald Sutherland's hair and the biggest tie known to man stands up and says, we are only listening to you because we respect um, Donald Carradine who's or David Carradine who's dead, but we don't really believe anything you have to say. And the woman stands up and says, well, if you don't believe us, maybe you should believe the bees. (laughs) And I swear to God, like I did not expect this to happen. But the fucking bees blow the windows in of the UNA and come in and are going all over. And John Saxon says, do you believe them now? And that's the end of the movie. <laughs> that's that's amazing. Yeah. So that's the bees, buddy. It sounds fun. Was it fun? Was it was it was it funny? Like was yeah. it like worth it? Made like, me, it, made, it made me laugh. It made me laugh out loud a number of times. Mm. Um I've already recommended to um Orion that he should probably watch it. I didn't tell him what the movie was. I said I think you should just um you know watch uh watch the Instagram movie for this week. Um Yeah. I mean, you know, whatever. It's it, it feels a lot longer than it is. Because uh, it's only... Um, hour and 40 minutes, maybe, or something. But it felt like it was like two and a half hours long, I swear. Um, but yeah, definitely definitely worth your time. Okay, so what was the chagrin score, then? Mm, it's a six. Okay. I mean, it's really a terrible movie. Like, there's nothing good about this movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, the reaction shots are amazing. I swear to God, just like, <laughs> like thirty minutes to thirty-three and a half minutes. Like, you will see some of the fucking funniest, like facial. There's one dude who's got a scarf on, and he like bites the scarf and goes. And then there's the next dude, like, like, looks up in the air, and he's got these, like, long, thin, like, nicotine-stained teeth. And he looks up at the sky and, like, goes, like, like a cat, and then just falls over, like, in the sand. Like, he doesn't even, like, like crumble or collapse. He just, like a, like a tree, he just, like, falls over. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> so, I, one thing I don't think I could, pro- I visualize it as kind of, like, 60s-esque Bond sets, but a film stock of a low-budget movie from, like, 1971. Like, how close is that? Like, what is the film stock like, and what are, like, the sets like? 
it's not really a bond set because it's just like some dude's apartment in new york is like the main set right <laughs> and the then you know for the scientist right and then it's like fucking so like a, like the u.n set like what is oh it like i don't know it looks like they're actually in the u.n i don't oh, know okay but then you know they're in the park and it's just a park and they're at the beach and okay. it's just a beach right yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's it, and it's John Saxon. I don't know if you know John Saxon. I mean, but as soon I, as you see John Saxon, like anyone in the world will know who he is because yeah, he's the father, the sheriff, and Friday Thirteen or on uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, and he's in a bunch of movies we've talked about. Halloween, right? Isn't he the? He's the sheriff in Halloween, or the dad, or something. No, he's the. Sh- is he? No. No, it is Nightmare on Elm Street. You're right. Yeah, it's Nightmare on Elm Street. He's Nancy's father, or whatever. Um, and then he was in a, wasn't he in a bunch of uh, Giallo movies? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. John Saxon's in every movie that's just, that's ever been made, <laughs> right? For like yeah. twenty years. Yeah. Well, between like a eight year period or something like that, it feels like. Yeah. Uh... Yeah. Everybody knows who John Saxon is if they see him. Especially in that sheriff's get up. But yeah, I was always surprised like when I hadn't seen John Saxon outside of that role and I saw him like in the first Giallo, which I think that's the Argento movies, right? That he's in. Uh, Argento movies? No. No. He's in a couple of Bava movies. Maybe it's Bava that I'm thinking of. Yeah. Later Bava though, right? He's in The Girl Who Knew Too Much. Um, he's in cannibal. He's in a bunch of cannibal movies, and he was in a bunch of um Corman movies. Yeah, like in the oh, you know what? You're yeah. He's in Tenabre. Tenabre. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I saw him in that role, that was the first time I was like, oh, like I, like I get the sense that like it's there's some part of Saxon or some reputation he had as a Lothario or something like that potentially, or at least he thought of himself maybe that way. Said bowl haircut. Well, that was fun. I I enjoyed actually hearing about that one. Like that was like actually fun. Like as opposed to kind of depressing. Would I like? Brilliant. It? Uh, <laughs> I think I probably I think I probably made it sound a lot okay. better than what it actually is. So the the woman that played the niece, I I. I thought I recognized her name and and I I didn't like I thought I knew her and I didn't know her but I was looking at her filmography. You you want to hear some um some 70s and 80s TV filmography for this woman cuz it's amazing. We'll start in 74. She was on McCloud. Mm. Then she was on Kojak. Charlie's Angels. Three's Company. Chips. This is in Secession now. Knight Rider, Knott's Landing, the original ER with Elliot Gould, Simon and Simon, General Hospital, TJ Hooker. Like, that is impressive. And an episode of Amazing Stories and an episode of Girl. Yeah, Kids. yeah. I kind of stopped at some point because I, I didn't know what The Hitchhiker is. I don't see, feel like... The I Hitchhiker is one of those series that's like... Um... 
Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, or... Oh, um, and the intro was the guy, like, actually hitchhiking down the road, like... Yeah. And he was the one that, like, told the stories or some shit? Is that right? Yes. Yeah, okay, I do remember that. All right. Okay. But yeah, I just think that run of, like, shows like those, like, hour-long action dramas, like, that's really impressive. Oh, yeah. Kojak, Charlie's Angels, Chips, Knight Rider. I was in, like, a couple dozen movies in that interim, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Alright, you ready to see what you got next week? Yeah, let's do it. And then we got a couple things to talk about. Oh, man. Huh? <laughs> you trying to get out of here? <laughs> no, no, I ain't got shit. <laughs> Just gotta get up in the morning and go to work. Bizarre hooligans. Bizarre hooligans? Your your category next week is bizarre hooligans, yes. Is that an Orion category? It is. It is. Bizarre hooligans. Which, when he told me, Bizarre Hooligan sounds like the most spin chagrin category ever. Like, it feels like it's like every, almost every movie has Bizarre Hooligans in it. It's true. Like, every movie, all the movies that you guys like, um, definitely has at least one gang of Bizarre Hooligans from, like, the 70s and 80s, I think. It's a shame that I just watched this movie recently. Um, Psychomania has the best bizarre hooligans. See, I mean, I mean, I think that's like a thing that you're probably an expert on. Maybe is is bizarre hooligans. I've definitely seen a lot of movies with bizarre hooligans in them. Yeah, yeah. Well, right. I guess I'm gonna have to find one more. Right. I'm sure there's none on Tubi or anything like that. Oh my god, there's probably like a thousand. I just typed in bees and I got bees. You know what's interesting about bees? The bees? Yeah. Um, Warner Brothers or somebody paid the production company, American International or whatever, to not release the bees. Um, so it wouldn't compete with The Swarm, which was also in 1978. Mm, have you seen The Swarm? I have. Oh my God, that's got real people in it. Yes. Yes, it's a real movie. Like that's a, that's a, that's a pretty fucking crazy cast, man. It's funny because it's like, did they see the bees and make this decision, or they just heard about the bees or like, man, we can't be compete. We what, can't they got be- shook by the bees. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're like, oh man, we can't compete with the bees. Right. We gotta we gotta make sure the bees get pushed out. <laughs> and then they did, and oh. it didn't even matter because who would have <laughs> ever gets- like. Who gets shook by John Saxon and David Carradine in 1978? I know. The Swarm. With a movie with production troubles, it looked like. The Bees. Like, it looked like a director got replaced at some point, and That's wild. The Swarm's cast is Michael Caine, Catherine Ross, Richard Widmark, Richard Chamberlain, Ben Johnson, Lee Grant, Jose Farrar, Patty Duke, Slim Pickens, Henry Fonda, <laughs> Fred McMurray. Like, that's that's nuts. Yes. 
the bees has John Saxon and Davy Carradine, who doesn't even know what's going on. <laughs> Although I guess apparently this is considered like one of the worst movies ever, or something. The Swarm. It's a terrible movie. Overwhelming negative negative reviews and a box office bomb. Yeah. Yes, considered to be one of the worst films ever made. <laughs> that that would be interesting. The bees versus the swarm. All right. So last week we talked about the best picture shit, and then our friend Orion, like, low key criticized me for um saying some shit about Maverick and saying some shit about it. it without having seen it. Yes, yes, without having seen it. I didn't. Let me finish my thought. My um, bad. <laughs> yes, because I hadn't seen it. Um. And my point was, I think ultimately, if I remember correctly, is that like I was suspicious of it being a Best Picture nominee, considering it's a Top Gun movie. But anyway, I I, I sat down and watched it this week. Um, and you watched it as well in this past week, right? Yes. Yeah. And I thought it like as a as a as a popcorn movie, um, as a like a spectacle or whatever um i i gave it like an eight out of ten i thought it was well paced well directed well acted i thought it was the most obvious plot in the world i think if you don't know what's going to happen in that movie after 10 minutes i mean and you've never watched a movie in your entire life or at least like certainly like a like kind of like a standard popcorn action movie um but regardless of that it didn't turn me off like knowing what was going to happen um i thought it told a story the minor characters, the supporting characters lacked depth. I felt like I didn't really get to know the the recruits that much beyond their stereotypes. Um, but Cruz was being Cruz. The cameos were good. I really liked the Val Kilmer cameo. I'm glad they were able to get him in there and, you know, deal with that in an appropriate way. I liked it. I still don't think it's worth, worthy of, like, a Best Picture nomination um, at all, probably, but whatever it's a good good movie i see why people like it i don't think it's worth it in a field of 10 no Hmm. i thought it was really enjoyable yeah i enjoyed myself watching it like it was engaging the entire time like i thought it was really interesting that they made a movie that was ostensibly pro-military without making it like super nationalistic right um or overtly pro-military yeah um but it also wasn't like uh like overly critical of like i don't know whatever it just it actually presented its subject matter with the degree of like objectivity as opposed to um whatever i thought Cruz was pretty um pretty funny in it like he was basically what did i say it's a movie it's like the ultimate like mansplaining movie where like tom cruise yeah. is just like rumor mansplaining yeah yeah like everything to everyone ever right um but ultimately like doesn't know himself or his own heart or whatever blah blah yeah. um and i thought that was was pretty good um mm-hmm. i don't know i just i found it to be really enjoyable i marked out really hard to um danger zone playing over the opening credits <laughs> Um, and I marked out every single time they played the Top Gun, like, sweet or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I thought that the action sequences were pretty amazing. 
Um, I imagine it was probably Im- super impressive to see on uh, what's it called um, on the big screen. So yeah. I'm a little, a little disappointed I didn't watch it there. But when am I ever going to the movies again? Let's be honest. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I mean, look, it's it's a fine movie. It's a good movie. I, I, I enjoyed watching it. I have, like, nothing, like, really, like, overly negative to say about it, like, whatsoever. I still just don't think, even out of group of ten, like, it, it's, this is where we always, like, have this thing, like, where it's, like, we've talked about it a couple times on the, po- on the primary podcast, where I term things films versus movies, and this is a really great movie um maverick it's like and i I, there's no depth to it like there there's no like real it's it's an enjoyable movie that you watch and i'll never watch it again probably and i don't need to because there's not enough depth to it to like really sustain it um but it's a really enjoyable movie um i don't know always what the distinction is between that but i don't know if it rises to the level of like what i can consider film you know or things that are important in any kind of way it's culturally important i think um having like this revival after all these years um it was probably better than it ever should have been as a sequel and i'm not a big top gun guy like the original movie like i don't have a lot of nostalgia for it necessarily um so i actually really like this more than top gun um overall i haven't watched top gun in like 10 years but i like this more than top gun um but yeah so i don't know i'd have to go through the list of like things i've seen this year that i what i would put over top of it but those things exist and the more i see from this past year the more that would probably go over top of it yeah but yeah i just wanted to put out my mia culpa like it's a good movie No problems. Get why everybody loves it. I didn't think it was necessarily fun. Well, has, you don't you don't know what fun is. So. That's that that could you're you're right. That could be me. Um, I do the football scene bordered on a little too much in that movie. Oh, that was hilarious, man! That was so funny. It was it meant was, to be like a cheek homage to the you know. Was it tongue in cheek? Yes, a hundred percent. Okay. It's meant to make you laugh. It's not meant to okay. like do anything else. It didn't make me laugh. Well, I don't know. <laughs> it made me laugh like a number of times because it was so like ridiculous. And it was ridiculous on purpose. And like mm-hmm. um, what's his name? John Hamm is like, this is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> and Tom Cruise is like, Yep. But you know what? They're getting along with each other, so right. You won the team building exercise or whatever, right? Like, um, I really like those interactions a lot. Like the stuff with John Hamm, like just like fucking hating Maverick, um, as well he should. Right, sure. But then like Maverick, like kind of consistently like showing him up too. Like it was a very '80s storyline. 
um where it's like you got this guy like who's a prick but he's good at what he does and then you got like the guy that's like ahead of him it's like fuck it's police academy or something right like i mean it's like the same but i i, I like those 80s stories where you always have like the guy who should be the guy that you like and is like the hero and like and he's always shitting on this guy who's an asshole but it's like the guy's so good that like he constantly is getting his comeuppance by the asshole i i, I enjoy those stories what the fuck was what is people are gonna like yell at me what is uh gutenberg's name in i remember hightower but what the fuck was gutenberg's name mahoney mahoney that's it yeah mahoney yeah i like those mahoney like characters <clears throat> all right so the only other thing oh i tried to watch jurassic park dominion i made it about 19 minutes in before i had to like tap out i couldn't do it um i what i did see um the planet is overrun with dinosaurs do you realize this in this like latest one like that they live among the dinosaurs like the dinosaurs live with humans do you know about this I could care less. I could not care any less about a Jurassic Park movie <laughs> or any movie uh, more than I could care Chris, less. Chris Pratt's just riding dinosaurs all the time. That's awesome. I'm sure um, it's fantastic. That's where uh friend of the podcast, Bledsoe, told me he tapped out. I made it a scene past that where I got some of the familial um, drama of... of uh, what was going on in the movie and that's when i tapped out i couldn't do that anymore what is jurassic park on is it on like hbo or something it's on prime now oh it's on prime now it's real bad it's really really bad um just ludicrous um oh yeah there it is not in a fun way yeah i think it was on uh peacock for a while and i think yeah it's on prime now it was definitely on peacock at one point because that's where i first ignored it Um, and then the other thing that I know we both watched, the only other thing to me worth mentioning is, oh, well, I finally watched Unbearable Weight of uh, Massive Talent. I really like mm. that. Um, I didn't just, not because I was ignoring it, it's just it was never free where I wanted it mm. to be and stuff like that. But I finally watched it, really like that. But we both watched the pilot to The Last of Us. Mm. And you really enjoyed that, right? Yes, I thought it was good. Yeah, same here. I have not watched the other two though that have come out since. I haven't either. Um, I need to because the like the third one is getting ridiculous like reviews in terms of like already people saying like it's the best episode of television of the year and stuff like that. Um, There's also people that are fans of the game that are like decrying into some of the worst shit ever. Really. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen any of that yet. I mean, I'm not surprised because people that like games like that can be too much at times. But I mean, all the changes that I saw in the first episode that they made made sense. Like, I could see it, especially if you're trying to get like 10, 10, two, 10 season or 10 episode seasons out of it. Like, I could see that easily. Why you would make those changes. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I never played the game enough to... Which is crazy. Like, I could have swore you played that first game. Nope. I could have sworn you said it was terrible, so I never watched it. No. Nah. Oh. So much I pay attention to you. So. Uh-huh. Yep. No one ever listens to me. 
That's fine. I try, I, mean, I, try to, I try to add nuance into into my review of something, and it's like, oh, he thought it sucked. Like, yeah, I could have sworn you said that it was no fun, or maybe I said it was it's the way, frustrating. Maybe it was the way you described it. I just thought, like, yeah. I'm never going to play that shit. I said that it wasn't much like I, much like I didn't think Maverick was like a Best Picture nominee. I didn't think that that game was a 10 out of 10 game like everybody said it was. I thought it was like a 7 to 8 out of 10 game that had problems with it like at times and could be really frustrating um, and unforgiving and plotting during certain sequences that they were trying to be artistic. That was my criticism back then. It was still a good game overall and I really liked the second one even more and I thought it was really fantastic storytelling in, in Last of Us 2. Um, I liked it even better than the first one probably in terms of storytelling. But, which I know a lot of people hate that game but I thought it was really good. Um, yeah. what I don't you, know. You, you, you said like stealth or something and that's the last thing I cared to hear. <laughs> there is a lot of stealth in those games. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no interest. What's wrong with stealth? It's boring. I fucking hate problem? stealth. Because it's never done well. Like, stealth is the most boring shit in a video game. Even, like, when it's done okay, it's still, you're just, you're just delaying, like, beating the shit out of something. Just beat the shit out of it to begin with. Like, there's no need to be stealthy. Like, who wants to, who wants to be a coward? Like, that's what I want to roleplay as, is a fucking coward? Like, no. I want to go in and I just want to murder everyone. <laughs> That is quite the take. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, I'm trying to think of like movies or games that have done stealth like well, uh -huh. where it actually made you feel like you were being stealthy. Mm -hmm. There was um Tenchu. Did you ever play the Tenchu games on the PS One? Ooh, I don't think so. They were ninja games. They were good, okay. and they made you actually feel like you were like a ninja in i don't know like going around and like killing shit uh yeah um but like the fucking you know the assassin's creed games can't stand that shit mm -hmm. like i need to jump in a goddamn haystack but i'm just gonna like pop out and murder some people anyway like let me just go murder them you know like fuck it like if I murdered everyone, eventually there won't be anyone left to come and tell on me, right? So right, you and just, you, and and you can try to do that. Just let me kill them now, right? But then every one of those games is going to at some point force you into a mission where you have to be stealthy, or else you fail it. Like every game does that shit. That's true. It's what I hate about fucking um, what's that goddamn first person? Uh, I don't think the Valhalla one or whatever it's called, like the it, it it didn't force me into a stealth thing ever. I never played that, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, what's the fucking Dishonored, right? Yeah. Like, oh, you can play this game however you want until we decide that we want you to play it a certain way, and then you can only play it this one way. Like, go fuck yourself, man. Like, I if if I want to go around and just murder people, just let me go around and murder people. It's the only goddamn release I have in life. Don't make me, like, fucking tiptoe around and try to avoid knocking into, I don't know, a file cabinet so some fucking click-ass cordycep goddamn mushroom head bitch, like, doesn't hear me in the next room. Like, fuck that. <laughs> That's really funny.
Um, it's like that fucking Resident Evil. Like, the game that everybody thinks of as the best Resident Evil that I can't fucking stand. Which one? Resident Evil 4. Oh, 4? Okay. Yeah. Yeah? What about it? Because it's like, oh, you can blow everybody's head off, except for here's a, a fucking section where you can't make any goddamn noise. Yeah. Um, Or else you're just going to fail automatically. It's like, that's the other thing, too, is like fucking auto fail, you know? Like, let me, if I want to play like a fucking lumbering fucking ox, <laughs> just let me fucking lumber around and murder things. Like, you don't need to, like, giving me an auto fail. That's why I can't stand the goddamn um, Hitman games or fucking. Uh, I, I just think they're poorly programmed or designed. But yeah, what's 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 the Tom Clancy shit? Splinter Cell. Splinter Fuck Cell. Splinter Cell. <laughs> you know, in Skyrim, I can be all stealthy if I want, but I can also just like wade in and fucking shoot lightning out of one hand and stab a bitch with my sword and I'm still going to achieve the same result. I don't fail the mission because somebody saw me or whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Just keeping track here. So Resident Evil 4 Hitman series. Splinter Cell. I'm just trying to think of all the people that like like love those, like all the franchises you've installed in. Um, nobody cares about Splinter Cell anymore. There, no, they do. They love those old games, and they still like figure out ways to play those old games. Um, I've seen I mean, I love videos, old games but... too, but I ain't playing no goddamn Splinter Cell. <clears throat> Resident Evil Four. That's funny. I didn't know you felt. I thought you liked Resident Evil Four. I like it to a point, but then I, I, I hate games that. It's why I can't play the Grand Theft Auto games because, like, yeah. Don't give me the illusion of freedom and then force me to do something a certain way or else I can't proceed. Like, I don't know. Like, you should, that's, for as much as, like, people complain about their bugginess, that's why games like Skyrim are perfect. Because it legitimately will allow you to play any way you feel like playing. And everything is 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 valid. I can't stand an autofail in a game. Yeah, I can't remember the last game I played that had auto fails, but it made me stop playing. I was like, I'm not playing this fucking shit anymore. Fuck this game. Yeah, I'm but I can't remember what it was. What I had, I want to say, does Last Last of Us Two has auto fails? I think, I'm sure it does. Things. Anytime when you got to creep past some bitch doing something. Well, no, it doesn't have auto fails like that. Or with the creeping, you'll just die. They'll kill that's, you. That's an auto fail, in my opinion. Well, not really. I mean, like, the, like you can try to fight. I mean, oh, it, it took me out of fucking Spider Man. Like, I love that Spider Man game, but there was a couple things in there where you definitely, if you didn't do it exactly the way that they wanted you to do it, like you were going to fail the mission. Right. And it was just so fucking annoying. Like, don't make me play as goddamn Miles Morales in some fucking stupid, like, 20 minute, <laughs> like, set piece bullshit. Where I can't, like, the, the whole game, I'm swinging around and beating the shit out of people and doing whatever the fuck I want. And now all of a sudden, I get to sit, like, calm down for 20 minutes and play some... Right, now, 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 now you're in a museum and you gotta, like, you know, you have three rooms and you gotta do things exactly the way they want you to do them. Right, oh, I'm Mary Jane Watson. Better not fucking, like, like touch this goddamn, right. like, drink better, part. Better, or get, else... get, better get this picture from from the right angle. Right, or else these, these fucking masky dudes are gonna come murder me 
I could just hang out for 15 minutes. I know Spider-Man's going to show up. He's trying to get in my pants anyway. It's funny. It's slightly different, but it's like uh, slightly different. But it's like what you're kind of like a little bit complaining about there is what I'm always complaining about with every video game where I always am sitting there and saying like, oh, they're going to tell me their story now. Because that's all that is. That's all that Mary Jane shit is, is just like this like different thing so they can tell you a fucking piece of the story. That sure. Tell you. That's it. But the problem is, is like, you know, the goddamn story. It's like, don't make me sit through Batman's fucking origin story every time i play a batman game i fucking know who batman is you cock like you don't need to like force me to like do some goddamn shit where i'm playing as little bruce wayne i don't know what, the- <laughs> <laughs> what have you bruce? ever played as little bruce wayne <laughs> i don't know I, I'm not, I, I imagine that happens somewhere uh, and if it doesn't not. then they're missing the opportunity to like do the obvious thing and really piss me off <laughs> Oh, what if what if they did this? What if you ended up like you're playing Batman, but he's been drugged, and then they make you like do some kind of like hallucination flashback where you have to play as little Bruce Wayne, and he's like that's fine walking. In oh, I, I bet I bet he's walking real slow too. He's walking super slow. That's and it's like and when you, you try know, to and when you try to run, it runs slow as well. Let's talk about how fucking awful Fallout Four is. Because they make you do that shit where they put you into the dreams or whatever, and you walk all slow and nothing makes any sense, and it's not even, like, compelling. Uh-huh. Like, that's the problem, is, like, none of that shit's ever, like, oh my god, like, I'm so blown away by the storytelling that's happening here. Right. You're just, like... I don't know, I don't know if you'll remember this, so it's, like, Frank knows, but it's, like, I replayed all of the Mass Effect games recently over the past, like, two months, and... Um, I got the Mass Effect three. Do you remember they do a thing where Shepard they like he's like having it's his dreams, and there's a kid that like he like left behind on the planet when it gets invaded at the beginning. And oh yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's like running real slow through a forest, and you have to like there's like things disappear and evaporate and he's like trying to find this kid and they make you do it three times and it's like seriously it's probably only like three minutes like each time but it feels like fucking forever and it's trying to add emotional depth to it and it fails utterly and completely and it makes me not want to play the game anymore i got through it but still awful that's the kind of shit i hate i fucking hate it agreed somebody like walking through the dark like with like a little light around them like to signify that they're lost just for some kind of artistic like depth to the character it's it's really awful i can't stand it that's yeah. that's that's one of the, one of the many things where i get pissed off and it's like oh they're trying to fucking tell me story <clears throat> we're on the same page here oh <sighs> That was that was cathartic. Um, what have you been, what have you been playing recently? Since uh, we're talking Pokemon. about video games, suddenly Pokemon. Yeah, and Pokemon the, oh, that's the, that's the that's the newer one, right? That has like a different like mechanics to it compared yeah. to the old stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, it, Pokemon always just going Pokemon, but like you know, it's it feels a little different. It's yeah. enjoyable. I'm I'm definitely. 
um, putting my time into it and I play it every day and I don't know what comes after that. Um, I don't know. Apparently nothing, man. You just like went through a bunch of franchises that are just like, I mean, I have old games I can always play too. So, right. Um, I got so angry at Mass Effect and drama, I stopped playing it, um, and I started another character in uh, Wonderlands. Um, hmm. That's it's a game the, maybe I should go back and play. Did you? I there's a there's a class they added that I didn't know about back in like August. Yeah, I know about that. I I, I hadn't gotten the fourth like or last DLC or whatever yet, but um, I I can't remember what it's called. Um. But I started playing some kind of like necromancer type thing. Kind of, yeah. Uh, I've enjoyed it so far. Like, um, um, playing it. I've only tried one of like the major skills on it, but, um, but I could see like some possibilities of creating like probably like a really, really good character in it. But, But yeah, so that's where I'm at now. Some, at some point, I need to play, um, what is it? Life is Strange 2. I got for free at some point or another and still haven't played it yet. But I I don't know. You're not into those kind of games, are you? Nah. Okay. I don't care about anything. <laughs> I don't know what I would want to play. Like, I thought that Forspoken game looked like it could be okay, but apparently that's trash, and that's only on the PS5 anyway. Um... I don't know, man. Like, I just... I don't know what I feel like I would... I I would like to play another Borderlands game or something similar, but... um, Yeah. I'm not sure. I want to see how it plays out. At some point, when it's cheaper, I'll probably probably play... Try out Hogwarts Legacy. Oh, yeah. So... I don't... Can you play it though? Really? Can I? I don't know. Like I'm saying, the whole like J.K. Rowling. I don't know. Yes, I can. I can distinguish between those things. Like Harry Potter, despite its creator, has become to me bigger than its creator. And like, you're going to what? Like, not do not have anything Harry Potter ever again because their creator is um a fool why not like and a bigot why not I, I think what's, it's not, what's, it's not what's, real not realistic I mean why? that's that's why what's so special about Harry Potter that I need that shit in my life that's an individual choice for you but you're well, not going to stop what... it in general oh no it's ridiculous to think you can stop anything in general right but I'm just saying from a personal point oh, of view. Oh, that's fine. No, that's who... fine. That's a very subjective thing. Right. Yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, Oh, I thought I... you meant, like, do you, like, in general need to have this game? Like, oh, no, no, oh, no. Okay. I'm saying I don't need Harry Potter in my life. And I think that game looks amazing. Yeah. No, I, I can distinguish between the two things. I can enjoy Harry Potter and not care about J.K. Rowling's, like, stupid fucking transphobic shit. Um, yeah, but you're still putting money in her pocket. You're putting money, you're putting money, we've had this conversation before, you're putting, you know, anytime, there's still things that, like, you know, 
you are putting pennies in Harvey Weinstein's pocket to this day. Like there's things that were produced by other people that are pieces of shit that like you're putting money in their pocket, even if it's pennies for, you know, watching it for, you know, on streaming for running stuff. Like, I mean, if, if we get yeah, to the point where we're worried about that all the time, sometimes that's unavoidable, but it's not always when you can avoid it. I think you should avoid it. Yeah. Like, I think I people don't... have the right to be wrong. And like, oh yeah, hundred percent. But she can be also... wrong. she can be wrong, and I can still enjoy a game and be supportive of causes and people in my own ways. I mean, oh, the fact I, that we, I, the fa- part of the problem is the fact that we allow J.K. Rowling to dictate anything. <laughs> I I just kind of ignore her. But there's people that are offended by her points of yes. view that would disagree right. with you. I agree. And say that you're not being an I know ally some of those people, yeah. If you're... Sure. And I've had the conversation with them as well. Um, But you don't have the right because it's not something that's directly offensive to you. I don't... Th- I mean, you have the right to do whatever you want. I'm not saying right. in that respect. But I'm saying that I don't think that you have the right to call yourself an ally if you're not willing to sacrifice the minutia of the Harry Potter universe you know because it might hurt somebody that you care about or that you know I mean I guess so is it is it a monolith like where everybody like in that community feels that like you can't support things like harry potter because of jk rowling like i don't know it's hard to know it's hard to know anything because the people that are the loudest right don't often represent everything but they also um are the most difficult to ignore you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. there's not like a whole bunch of people that are you know trans allies that are coming out and saying like hey go ahead and enjoy your harry potter like it's cool still you know they exist right but they're not vocal i don't know sure yeah um i think it's a complicated conversation like all of it like you know and i think it depends on what it's about like i think you know I think it gets down into the conversations about like fucking our words, violence and stuff like that, which is a very, like, I think to some degree, real conversation to have, depending on the situation um, or our words, words, and we need to separate words and actions. I think all that kind of stuff, like, you know, when it comes to these people that are proving themselves to be shitheads, um, do things, say things. And like, then what can you support and what you can? Um, yeah, I think it's a complicated thing. I mean, with this game, I'll wait till it's cheap and I'll play it. Like, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it because I think it looks pretty amazing. Yeah, it does. I mean, and it's like at that point, it's like, yeah, I mean, it, it's a really complex thing because then it's like you get into the the production company for the game, and it's like you know, like, are, like, are these people like you know culpable? Are they like aiding and abetting like you know this transphobe? Like I mean, like you know, are they guilty in all of this, or are they a you know a bunch of people that are working on a game trying to make something 
you know, playable, fun for the masses, and this is the company they work for, and that's what they're working. I mean, are you disrespecting like their effort and their work? Should they leave that company and because they don't want to work on this game? Like, there's a lot of things you could bring up about all this. I mean, like that would be worthwhile. I think conversations. Um, not that we need to like continue and have it here, but it's like I think there's a ton of things to talk about with all this, and it gets to the heart of all these issues: uh, movies, television um it's like i'm really uncomfortable i think at some point this year we're going to be watching the usual suspects and it's like we watched glengarry glenn ross and i like kind of like bit the bullet like you know and i think i like rented it i don't know if spacey gets any of that money i thought it was free but maybe you're right because when we watched glengarry glenn ross for free somewhere was it on youtube uh no HBO maybe or something. Mm. It was somewhere where it was like part of a subscription. It might have been a thing where it was free for Frank and not for me or something. Like maybe it was on some other channel you get. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was on Tubi that that month when we watched it. Bizarre oh. hooligans. Bizarre hooligans. Yes. Such such weird phrasing. <laughs> That's actually a very first year spin chagrin type phrasing. There's a lot of categories that were like that in the first year. Yeah. There's only a handful of categories like that this year. Baldur's Gate 3. You going to play Baldur's Gate 3? Probably don't, not. Don't you like Baldur's Gate? No, I'm not oh. particularly a fan of those games. I thought you liked those games. No. no that's Blood, Blood, Bloodsoe and Aaron were really into those games. Oh, okay. And I believe that Orion might have played some of those games. but mm. it, um, I'm trying to find things that you might play. The isometric turn base, like, look, I I played the first Baldur's Gate and I think it's fine, and I believe I played Neverwinter Nights too, maybe, and that was also fine. Hmm. Um, but it's not like my thing. Like, if it was Diablo, I'd be into it. But <clears throat> so there you go, Diablo Four. I'll, I'll play that when it comes out. Oh, okay, yeah, I see that on further down the list now. Yeah, okay. Um, okay, yeah, I have no idea. Here. I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head where I'm like Jones in the play it, but I'm right. sure there's something. Oh god, there's another fucking horizon fucking Yeah, the third one. I can't remember what it's called. I'm sure you have it right in front of you. Yeah, it's Horizon Call of the Mountain. How how are you gonna change this shit? It's like what was I always for I always make fun of it all the time because Zero Dawn Forbidden West. Forbidden West, right. Um, how are you going to change the naming convention of it? Dead Island. Did you ever beat that game? I know you played it. Yes, I beat both the first one and the second one, and well, I'm really is, excited for the new the one. second one. This is a Dead Island two. The Dead Island two, right? Because the second Dead Island is called Dead Island um something. It's mm. Dead Island with a subtitle. Gotcha. Okay. So you play that uh, maybe? Yeah, one hundred percent. That game looks amazing. I was in GameStop the other day and I saw a trailer for it and it looks uh, fucking fantastic. Oh, there's new Legend of Zelda this year too. You'll play that, right? Uh, is that actually going to come out this year? I don't know, but yes, if it does, I would okay. definitely will. All right, so there's a few games to look forward to. There will also be some indie Metroidvania style game that I'll be really into. Mm. Um, because there's at least a couple of them every year that I play, 
and like I said, I'm still really enjoying Pokemon, and there will be DLC sure. for Pokemon that comes out, and yeah. there's DLC for Elden Ring that should be out in the next couple of months, and so I'll play the shit out of that. And I don't know, I got stuff. Yeah, gotta gotta have something because <laughs> there's a game that I saw that I don't know. It's one of those things you never know about. I think it comes out next month. Um, called Atomic Heart. That Ugh. is a first person shooter that's like soviet inspired kind of like stalker was but it's like robots in like alt 50 so it's like fallout but like almost a little bit but soviet and first person shooter um like exclusively i think um and there's some cool design stuff in that but it'll probably be like one of those shitty first person shooters that like some people say are like nine out of ten everybody else is like it's like a four out of ten um no it can be out on the playstation 4 that's good yeah oh that comes out like next month yeah that's what i said yeah i think it's next month yeah yeah um but the, the, i saw some footage and it looked there's some really cool looking stuff in it um atomic heart developer denies claims that it's harvesting data for russian authorities <laughs> see can you support this game <laughs> Uh, there's those kind of claims maybe uh, if it's true whatever i gave it my privacy a long time ago i think um i can play this so this fucking russian russian fishing game oh too I'll bad it's it not once. like russian fishing it's like the <laughs> the wild rivers of siberia or something like that all right you got to go fucking like to Brass Bass Pro Shopskis or whatever. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Uh, all right. So, um, fucking video game chat 2023. Uh-huh. Um, that'll be the one time that, this year that probably happens. So, all right. So, next week, Bizarre Hooligans. I bet you there's some bar- bizarre hooligans in that Atomic Heart game. Probably. They're hidden in, the, hidden in the woods, hiding from the robots. Trying to find some bizarre hooligans and fucking um, on Tubi, and all I'm getting is like some weird ass shit. Yeah, are there hooligans? Does it seem? Do refugees count as hooligans? <laughs> um, I believe if you're of a certain political orientation, then possibly. <clears throat> Then all refugees or immigrants or hooligans at that point, but I don't necessarily equate the two together in my mind. Oh, why is this on my list? This might have some bizarre hooligans. <laughs> you just got shit saved to your list with bizarre hooligans in it, don't you? I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes, like as I'm looking for something else, I come across a movie where i'm like oh shit like there might be a category that this Mm -hmm. means and i just throw it on my list yeah makes sense like murder cycle (laughs) an alien death machine with no human emotion kills to live as it invades the earthy dimension earthy not earthly the earthy dimension with a mission to destroy the one person in its way that that was not written by a human being (laughs) (laughs) no not at all that's some bad ai right there Right. Wow. 
all right so we'll be back next week with bizarre hooligans there's no there's no chat designation on that so figure something out all right i think there's no chat designation on any of them you don't think so no i mean there's food chat designation no i don't think it's true i think that you say that there's food chat to try and keep me going <laughs> thinking that i'm going to get food chat again next week but there's never going to i be mean it's chat. a limited number of categories look you forced a food chat on a non-food chat you can just i'm gonna do it every week you can just force the food chat again there's one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve categories out of 63 left that have food chat on it's not even 20 percent have math chat category why because you tried to do that math and you got it wrong Uh, because you did the math and i didn't even try um well, I mean, 20% of 60 is 12. So if it's greater than 60, it's not even 20%. Oh, shit. You know what? I should have written that down. You completely forgot about um, what we were supposed to do this week with with this, I think. What was it? You were, <laughs> you were supposed to tell me how to use honey. Oh, right. <laughs> I just used honey. <laughs> what did you use honey in? I yeah. used it in my chili. Hmm. Okay. I mixed like about two tablespoons of honey in with my chili at the end to add a little bit of sweetness and kind of cut the acidity and it made it amazing. It's maybe the best chili I've ever made. <laughs> so authoritative. <laughs> okay, so here's what we want to do. We're 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 gonna do this, but I want you to what are the five ways that I should use honey that I'm not using honey? We'll make oh, it like you a definitely feed category here. <clears throat> you definitely should use it to cut any tomato-based sauce, like okay. to cut into the acidity. Instead of adding sugar, you should add honey. How much honey do I add, though? Like if I'm going one to or, one, one, one or two tablespoons, you don't have to add much. Okay. Um, At what just, point do I add that? While I, I'm I do it towards the end. Okay. Like once I've cooked it to the point where I feel like it's cooked enough, then I'll, I'll start in some honey. And just simmer it for maybe like 15 or 20 more minutes just to combine it together. All right. Um, you should be making your own salad dressings with honey. And I think you should always use honey when you make a salad dressing. Okay. You're going to, I don't remember. I don't understand the origins of my food. Um, what, what do you mean by making my own salad dressing and using honey to do that? Use like uh, oil. Like usually I use it like olive oil. And then some kind of vinegar, so uh, apple cider vinegar or white vinegar are my two favorites. Okay. And then you add honey to that, along with like a citrus um, element, like either lime or lemon. Okay. Um, and your various like you know herbs that spices you would put in, depending on what you're hoping to achieve, and you whisk it together, and the honey like mixes really well, like emulsifies really well with the oil and the vinegar and binds it together and adds like a really nice like light sweetness to this dressing and it's super inexpensive and it takes like like two minutes to do and well what kind of dressing is this creating well you can make whatever you want like it just depends on what else you put in it so for instance if i want to give me an example because i'm not that creative so if i'm doing an italian dressing i'm going to do a white like a white wine vinegar with olive oil a little bit of honey and then i'll do like oregano basil um a little bit of garlic in there 
Um, and then maybe like a touch of like balsamic vinegar on top of it when I whisk it to add like that, you know, further add kind of whatever, like those earthy Italian elements. Or you can do like a like a really light vinegar, like a um like a citrus based um dressing. So you do like, you know, lemon juice and apple cider vinegar and a little bit of oil and you put your honey on top of that and then maybe you do um like some lemon zest and some sesame seeds or poppy seeds perhaps maybe and um like some kind of seasoning salt like a lemon pepper season salt mm. and you whisk that together okay and then that's like a lighter like sunnier taste to it you know like it's right. more um like it accentuates like the sweetness of your vegetables and whatnot hmm. add a little bit of like stone ground mustard into that bitch and make yourself like a <laughs> gotta start with salsa stew gone <laughs> right right you make yourself like a mustard vinaigrette you know what i mean like right right you yeah. want to make fr you want to make french okay. dressing you do like a tiny bit of ketchup and mixed with your vinegar so this is my ignorance are you telling me that all salads could like dressings could just be created like at home yeah, I I almost I, never buy salad dressing. I, have, I just make it myself. This is how dumb I am about shit like that. I have these little glass ramekins, and they're the perfect. It's like a perfect single serving of salad dressing, and I just mm -hmm. make a dressing in it with you know, like whisking together my ingredients, and I pour it over my. So you're telling me I can largely make any salad dressing at home, and I should use honey in that when I do it. I mean, I think that honey is the perfect like common ingredient in a salad dressing because i think you i don't i'm not a big fan of like very like watery salad dressings like i like some thickness to my mm -hmm. salad dressings absolutely and i think that honey provides like that perfect palette to put all their flavors on top of that'll thicken your salad dressing in like a small quantity you know mm -hmm. i mean obviously you wouldn't use honey in everything like if you're making like ranch dressing you don't use honey and ranch right or sure but for the majority of your, you know, French, Italian, Russian, um, like any kind of like vinaigrettes and stuff, I think that honey is a perfect, um, like centerpiece to that dressing. And it also, it allows the dressing to kind of stick to the, um, the vegetables. So when you eat it, like you get like the taste of the dressing and the taste of the vegetable all mixed on like the bite of a, a single bite of your fork. As opposed to like when you use like a watery dressing, you end up kind of just having like a gross like vinegar yeah. soup at the bottom right. of your bowl. You know? yeah. So like the honey lets it stick to all that stuff. Okay. I got those two written down, including a note to find out more about salad dressings later from you off air. Number three way I should use honey. Um, so I also like to use it when I make uh, barbecue sauces. Okay. Or like, um, like I make omelets a lot and I'll make a spicy, uh, like Asian ketchup and I use honey for that. So I do, um, red pepper flake, um, honey, brown sugar, um, typically some kind of like chili sauce. So sriracha or, um, like a crushed chili sauce or whatever like the thai chili sauce um and then you mix all that together and it's ketchupy like you put a little bit of vinegar in it to give it like the tartness and the squeeze of like some kind of citrus 
salt pepper and then when you put it on top of your um you know like instead of like just squeezing out like because i think i as i get older i find ketchup to be kind of gross most of the time like it's got a very overpowering taste to me and i prefer to just make my own like ketchupy style like sauce right which i guess is more of like a barbecue sauce or whatever but i always so hold on red pepper sriracha red pepper flakes uh, red pepper, yeah, yeah. sometimes sure you can buy um red pepper or um chili chili flake uh, or chili chili paste sauce okay. which is like a thicker like chili based sauce um that's got like a spiciness and a tanginess to it and you can mm-hmm. cut that with a little bit of brown sugar and your honey and then like your red brown sugar your um apple cider vinegar okay i'll try and it thickens pretty well and it's got like a nice like glaze to it it's what i do on my meatloaf too is i make like that instead of using ketchup Mm. um to do like the glaze on the top of the meat right sure okay um and you put that on top of omelets a lot of times and stuff like that yeah yeah i like to do it on top of like uh, any kind of like egg or egg sandwich okay and sometimes when i make um like i'll do breakfast for dinner a lot so i'll do scrambled eggs and then i'll do like ham steaks and i make like a spicy like asian um sauce and put it on top and i'm honey's always a base for that okay um i've actually come to really appreciate honey in my coffee in mm. the morning in place mm. of sugar yeah. um just a single teaspoon of honey uh, mixed into black coffee like cuts the acidity sure. and adds just the right amount of sweetness but also adds like this really warm like tartness to it so it's not quite like overpowering like sugar where you just get like a slog in the bottom like it, it dissolves perfectly so you don't have any like sludge left in the bottom of your cup which i really appreciate mm. um and i've also become a really big fan of instant coffees in the past like six months Mm-hmm. especially since i came back from thailand because in in thailand they they drink a lot of instant coffee as opposed to like brewed coffee like most of what you're going to drink is going to be um especially in hotels and stuff you're almost always going to have instant coffee sure um and it's pretty delicious and i've actually become a huge fan of um cafe Busello, hmm. which is like an espresso instant coffee mm-hmm. and that's actually amazing with like a single squeeze of lemon and like a drop of honey in it hmm. just stirred in yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do honey and tea. I I've tried honey and coffee and it just didn't take for me. But Yeah, it was something that I I had to like really develop a taste for, I think, but I really enjoy it now. Um I also prefer to use honey instead of um syrup sometimes when I make things like French toast. Hmm. Um like I'll just drizzle a little bit of honey with some cinnamon and brown sugar mixed together, like on top of my French toast. Um which is lower in calories and a little better for you. And honestly, like I can never justify buying like a big bottle of syrup. Um, right. But I always have honey because I cook with honey all the time. So it's pretty simple just to like, you know, stir up like little, like basically you just making cinnamon sugar, just like cinnamon, brown sugar, whisk together in the honey and then pour it on top. But it's um curiosity. Just, why is it hard for you with syrup? Like a big bottle? Because I don't, because I'm not going to use it. You know, it like I'm forever, gonna, though, right? I mean, yeah, but I just it's it's taken up space, and like yeah. every time I because yeah, I have it a does, bottle, it does. Yeah. I have a jar of molasses because I made a barbecue sauce that had was molasses based mm-hmm. a couple months ago, and so I've had this jar of molasses sitting in my um, 
I call it my pantry cupboard, but it's where I have like all my canned goods and stuff. And I look at it and I'm like, I don't want to throw it away because it's still good. But when am I ever going to fucking use this molasses? Like it's never come up again where I've been like, oh, let me, let me pull out this molasses. So it's, it's guilting me into keeping it there because I don't want to be like a wastrel, but right. at the same time, it's fucking like taunting me every time because something else could be taken up that spot. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I understand. Yeah. Space is, space is important. Space is the place. <laughs> Where no one hears you scream. Um, it's true. Where I can have in peace, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, is that your five then? So, yeah, I, I guess that's five. Coffee. I mean, I'll use honey and other stuff too. Like, I give me the quick rundown. Anytime I'm going to use sugar in a recipe, the majority of the time I feel like you can replace it with honey and have a better experience. Okay. And I think that it, I, I think it combines better. Like, I think there's something about, maybe it's the fact that honey is, like, always in its liquid form, kind of, but also is solid. Where, like, when I feel like when you add sugar into things, there's times where the sugar doesn't combine exactly right, and you get, like, a slight grittiness to the thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas with honey, like, the honey is always just going to dissolve into whatever you're putting it in. Right. And it just, you know, it adds its its sweetness and it adds its flavor and it doesn't, like, overpower anything. And I don't know. I just, mm-hmm. I really, really big fan of, uh, of honey. The only problem with honey is honey has increased in price, like, crazy over the past two, like, two or three years. I feel like yeah. honey's always been slightly expensive if you want. Like, is there a different, oh, so here's a question. Is there a difference between high-end honey and low, like, kind of like cheaper honey? Do you think? I imagine if you're like actually using the honey in a way where it's your central flavor, it probably is. Okay. Um, I know that I've gotten like there was a time where I was really trying to be like this pretentious like honey connoisseur, mm-hmm. and I was getting all kinds of different like wildflower honeys and um whatever. Like I was buying like all these different honeys. The only honey I've ever really tasted a difference in is the hot honey. Okay that um i guess is pollinated by bees that come from like some kind of like peppers or something like that and then like the honey's like made anyway it's hot like it's got like a heat to it but that's the only thing i've ever found where i'm like oh this honey is obviously so much different like i'll tell people because i have friends at work that raise bees and i'll buy honey from them once a year for like 20 dollars. i'll get like a big jar of like local honey and yeah. I always tell them, like, oh, my God, this honey's so amazing, blah, blah, blah. But seriously, right. their honey's no better than the honey coming out of the fucking bear for, like, four ninety nine. Right. I'm getting a food line. Like, it's... So, do you th- so uh, yeah, and I'm not even thinking about, like, local, like, honey, um, that killer bee honey. But um, is there a difference between, say, like, the great value bear and, like, Kirkland or, like... I don't know. I mean, I do you think i mean i guess like some of them will crystallize a little faster like when but i mean honey stays good forever and sure. i don't know it's maybe See, in the i don't know to, to me it's all the same it's all like the same. i don't okay. i don't really feel yeah 
again like you'll get like slight difference in taste depending on like i guess where the bees come from the pollinated but then sometimes i think like i'm just imagining that that's true um right and that there's not really like any actual difference sure in since since some honeys have gone up to like 25 30 dollars for a jar i'm definitely pulling more towards like the great value you know like generic brand honeys that are like eight or nine dollars for the same size so because mm. it's all just going to go and get mixed in with whatever i'm making anyway i'm not like eating fucking honey on the spoon or whatever. <laughs> right right unless i have a sore throat there's another really good use for honey hmm. if you have a sore throat you just like if eat i have like a sore single- yeah yeah i've heard of that i there's something else i heard that you just like do by the spoonful but soda i syrup no somebody no that's I'm, I'm telling you that's like a legit like really thing. yeah if not that it's easy to get because who's like working at a movie theater or like bar or whatever but yeah if you have the ability to get the syrup directly out of the box like the bag and box yeah um if you do a shot of that syrup um when you have a sore throat it will coat right your throat and like completely take away like any that's soreness. what the honey's doing right is kind of like coating yeah same throat. thing yeah yeah, I mean, I tend to do if I have a sore throat, which knock on wood, it's been a while like since I've had a really sore throat. But I, I do um, tea, no sugar with honey um, for that oh, a lot of times. But Yeah, that's good. I but, actually really enjoy doing um, hot water, honey, lemon, and whiskey mixed together. Hmm. Yeah, like okay. like half like half a lemon's worth of juice. Like it's a lot of lemon, not just like okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, of, but what kind of whiskey you put in that? Uh, I don't know. I have some bourbon, whatever. It's bourbon, there. okay, okay. But it's great because like the the honey and the lemon like cut the bitterness of the whiskey, and you still get the feeling of the the soothingness of you know the um the booze like hitting your hitting your brain it's pretty amazing yeah any other like random honey uses you want to get out i can't think of any right now i'm sure he's gonna tell me about how (laughs) fucked up all my honey usage is i he's never tells you how your shit's fucked up when it comes to food he, he just That's offers true. recommendations for other things usually. he's gonna he's gonna tell me how different honeys are though yeah that's he's definitely gonna he's 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 gonna if anybody gonna... knows about the killer bee honey it's easter <clears throat> it's true it's the best honey right all right so we fulfilled that promise now um so we got video game chat and food chat all in one session on a pretty good movie um overall so in like a five hour it's been chagrin it really was like a minute (laughs) all right so next week bizarre hooligans um yeah thanks for listening everybody deuces